information to help you run your business better and improve your marketing campaigns. My name is Hank Hoffmeyer, and thank you for joining me on Hank's Marketing and Business Tips. Hey, this is Hank Hoffmeyer with the HMBT Podcast. Uh, I've been gone for a little while, but guess what? I'm back. I'm trying to decide, do I want to dive headfirst and get back into podcasting? And I thought to bring on someone that I highly respect and have worked with for a long time, John Hayes. John Hayes is an email marketing veteran. He's a content marketing evangelist. And he's also an author. He's written a few books. Uh, he does a lot of speaking like I do. And I thought it'd be fitting that since he's had a podcast in the past, why not get together and talk about something for a little while? Uh, this is episode 271, or should it be season two, episode one? But if I have to get up to another 270 or 250 episodes for another season, I don't know if I want to do that. Let's just stick with 271. John, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Hank, how are you? Doing great, man. And I love how you and I are across the pond from each other. And we always are able to look at things from a world perspective in some ways, you know, what's happening in kind of Europe and what's happening in the US when it comes to marketing in business. So it's going to be great to talk today. I thought we'd talk about email marketing since um, the podcast that we started for Eye Contact way back when, which is short-lived, was about email marketing. You write about email marketing. I write, speak, and sell email marketing. Mm -hmm. Let's hop right in. One of the biggest topics is the iOS 15 slash Apple Mail update. Uh, and if folks are not familiar, Apple is doubling down on privacy and they're offering ways for people to not be tracked as much as they have in the past. And the biggest thing is they are going to pre-open emails pretty much for the lack of a better description for people that use Apple Mail. In other words, if I as a marketer send an email to John, and he's using Apple Mail and has not even opened his phone or his iPad or even his Mac because it's on a Mac too. Uh, so if he does that or doesn't do that, it's going to register as an open. In other words, anyone that has Apple Mail is going to register as an open, whether or not they opened or not. Now, marketers are going crazy. And we've had numerous webinars on this. There's so many blog articles. Some of them I don't agree with the titles, but they're saying this is the end of email marketing. What are your thoughts on that, John? Well, you know, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said, you know, this is the end of email marketing or the death of email marketing, um, you know, I'd be an incredibly wealthy guy. I mean, it, it's just one metric in, in a whole pot of metrics. And, and let's face it, you know, we're all familiar with the, um, with the phrase clickbait. You know, a lot of subject lines are just clickbait. Opens do not amount to anything, really. You know, you can generate an open with a, with a catchy subject line and, you know, not generate a penny from it. So I think really you've got to look at, you know, deeper engagement, you know, who's who's clicking on the links and ultimately who's buying um, the products um, or, or, or services. Focus on that and, you know, people will stop worrying about open rates, you know, you know pretty soon. I don't know, do, do you have any data on um, what sort of percentage of the market um, this, this is going to impact? Wow, you're really testing me. Uh, and the only reason I know is we've done some research and it's like 30, 33% of market share when it comes to email clients, which is significant to some aspect. One thing you mentioned, John, is the open rates. And yeah, that's important, especially if you're doing subject line testing and you want to see which subject line is the best for opens. And if we switch to list hygiene or cleaning out people that have not opened they may be opening now. Therefore, the click is the most important. And we know click is a higher form of engagement than an open. I think this is going to cause marketers to really 
look at not, hey, my email looks pretty or it sounds pretty because of the subject line, but is it actually pretty and people want to come over and touch it? I know it's a bad analogy, but is my content good enough to get people to keep coming back and then click through? Then there's the old other issue of the website and the conversion. But yeah, I think because Apple's making this change, who's going to follow suit? DuckDuckGo is another one. They're going to be doing something similar. We're going to see more and more of these companies do this. And to add to the importance of email marketing and, and saying, hey, email marketing is not going to be an important channel anymore. You and I were talking before the show about a big purchase. You, you want to let us know about yeah, uh, sure. the big purchase that just happened? Yeah. So, I mean, in, Intuit, um, yeah, a huge um, your financial services um, um, company have just bought um, MailChimp, um, who, you know, me and you both know incredibly well, the competitors um, with, with, with iContact and you know, a number of other email marketing firms. And they just spent 30, 12 or $13 billion on, on MailChimp. Now, that's a huge amount of money to spend on um, a business model that, you know, some people think are, is on its last legs. You know, these guys will have done their due diligence. And yes, you buy a company for, you know, for many different reasons. You have the client base, you have their, 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 their current turnover and so on. But they're not going to be buying a technology that's going to you know, fall by the wayside you know, in the next, you know, next couple of years. Let's face it, email marketing has been around for a hell of a long time and it's going to be around for a hell of a long time in the future as, as well. I think one thing that email marketers have got to get into their minds um, is it's no longer that sort of standalone um, you know, newsletter technology. It's something that they need to, you know, you know take out of that silo and you know, put in more with their content marketing and also their social media marketing as well, that kind of holy trinity of, of marketing yeah. um, technologies and, and start using it properly. Um, when we look at open rates, yeah, open rates are great. You know, we can say, yeah, X amount of people have, have opened this email. We've had an open rate of X percent. But at the end of the day, that's just vanity metrics. That's, that's like the turnover compared to the profits. You know, it's, right. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, it's all about, and we always used to say this, and I remember we had a competition where we'd you know, take a shot of espresso. You know, it's all about sending the right message to the right person um, at the right time. And I think email marketeers are just going to have to work harder. You know, they are going to have to send more emails to more people um, you know, more often. And um, they're just going to have to be more relevant and more engaging. And, uh, and, 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 and work harder um, you know, for their money. They can't go to the bosses and say, hey, we've had this huge success because so many people are opening it um, right. because you know, they don't know the exact nature of those figures anymore. They, right. they need to show the impact to the bottom line. How many people are subscribing to services? How many people are, are spending uh, money with them? Actually, I think it's an incredibly healthy thing for, for email marketing. And right. Alongside, you know, um, the acquisition of a company like um, like Mailchimp for that huge sum of money, we've got you know great companies coming up in the email marketing space at the moment. Um, one I'm particularly interested in is Substack because um, they kind of blend that content platform, that blogging platform, with that email newsletter platform. And again, they're throwing a hell of a lot of money around um, into a marketplace that you know a lot of people you know, thought thought dead. They've um, they've just paid Salman Rushdie, the the, um, the the author, a huge sum of money to write exclusively on the platform. You know, nobody's saying books are dead, 
not for Sam was watching in the next couple of years, books are dead. They are paying money to people from one of the comic book companies. I don't know if it's Marvel or, or, or one of them to, to produce content purely on, on Substack as well. So email is very much alive and kicking. And just because we're losing one metric, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Exactly. I think if you're interesting or you're offering something of value, people will consume that content. You mentioned that with Substack and why that's becoming important. I think marketers have gotten lazy uh, over the years with email. Let me grow a list. Let me buy a list. Right. And let me just send email like what I want to send, not what they want to receive. And and another thing, the other shoe that's going to drop is in another year or so is the cookie, the deprecation of the tracking cookie. You, we should not be relying on third-party platforms, third-party uh, data to get to know our audience. Start using first-party data. Use surveys. Use more uh, form uh, options such as different, what do you want? I, I call it a two-step form. Somebody fills out first name and email address. Then it goes to another form. You try to get some more information like location. And if they don't fill it out, you still have the email address and the first name. You have your purchase data, which you, if you're an e-commerce type of business, you have that data already and it's all your first party data and you start asking questions get to know people use that data so you can send the right message to the right person at the right time i think marketers need to look internally at what they're doing and figuring out how to be interesting how to be valuable that's really what it comes down to i think one of the one of the biggest problems um email marketing has is it is just so easy um, yeah, to do a bad job and see a decent return um, from it, which is why you know, people are still buying lists. And you know, with things like GDPR, um, you know, God knows why anybody is buying a list. I, I don't know if you saw um, a couple of days ago, there were a number of, of large UK companies fined hundreds of thousands of pounds for sending um, essentially spam emails, and these were you know, big, big names, webuyanycar.com, um, sending emails to people who'd registered on their site but hadn't given them permission to send wow. them um, you know, commercial emails. So it sounds absolutely crazy. They'll, they must have been doing it for a reason. They must have been doing it because it worked. I would hate to you know, look at the accounts of it and think, well, was it worth them getting the fine? I, I would hope not. But, you know, um, can you imagine if email marketers suddenly got really serious about email and started sending you know, really targeted campaigns to people who actively wanted them? Going back to your know, Substack, I mean, that's, that's a great example. Substack's business model is um, built on people not only subscribing to lists, but paying to subscribe yeah. to lists. So, you know, people are paying to receive emails. Can you imagine that? How, you know, how valuable must your emails be for people to, you know, pay 10, 20, 30, $40 a month to subscribe to your email. Um, that doesn't sound like um, a dead industry to me. Right. I, I think part of the problem is, you know, I would send out an email, I'd get a 60% open rate, which is really high. And I'd say, hey, boss, you know, we got a 60% open rate. And boss would say, well, how much money did we make? $30. Well, that's horrible. Well, we have brand recognition. You know, we're in the inbox. They know who we are. Well, Maybe they know you as a spammer and they're just too lazy to unsubscribe or, you know, mark your message as spam and they're just lingering. I mean, there's a couple of brands that every now and then I'll engage with because I want to buy something because they, they car, kind of are paying me in a way to stay, I guess, relevant and you know, have them in the inbox like by offering coupons, but maybe I'm not always ready. But some of them, they do offer alternative 
you know, copy or content in their emails that's helpful, you know, around like if it's a product that sells kitchen stuff, maybe they have a recipe or something and I'll look yeah. at that recipe. So at least they're sending me something that's of value. But, but you're saying, you know, email marketing is not dead. It's long from dead. It's just evolving. It's taking a little while to evolve. And have we figured it out with the changes with iOS 15 and Apple Mail? No. Will we? Yes. It'll just take some time. I bet you there'll be some kind of new technology to measure engagement with email. And it'll be something that we don't even know about yet. Yeah. It's, it's constantly evolving. I mean, the inbox doesn't look anything like it did you know, 20, 30 years ago. And which reminds us what a mature technology um, you know, email is compared to you know, so many other technologies um, available out um, and out there. You know, it's, it has got a glorious past. It has got an incredible future. Um, and, you know, the right time for email is now. And on that subject, I've been doing a lot of reading recently about um, you know, global supply um, um, problems. Now, right. I don't know how bad it is in, in the US, but certainly in the, in the UK with the, um, with the pandemic, um, they're, they're predicting a lot of short shortages um, you know, coming up to the, to the holidays. Um, you know, toys, bicycles, um, you know, computer chips, um, even even food. And we also have issues as well um, relating to Brexit with um, with lorry drivers in, in the UK as well. So the supply chain is 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 having is being hit really really badly, which makes me think if you have stock now, um, now is the time to start your your holiday campaigns yeah. or, or your Christmas campaigns. You know, a lot of people start thinking about them around about you know, October 31st. Um, but yeah, that may be too late because people are shopping early this year. Right. And if you have stock, your products sell them now because you might not have stock and products to sell at Christmas or people might buy them earlier from your competitors and you may be left with them. So, you know, now is definitely the time for email marketing. Yeah, I read that a lot of retailers are starting to push, you know, products that they have in stock that they haven't been able to sell, you know, things that are not as popular or the, the, the must have items for this holiday because they need to sell that stuff too. And they're not going to be able to get the most popular items like a PlayStation 5 or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, and get creative with that and, uh, you know, make some offers to people, remind them in the inbox, start using SMS marketing. You know, that's another channel that works well with email marketing. Don't forget social all, all these different things that you make sure you're doing omni-channel marketing as well. And the same message goes for all valuable and informative information goes a long way, create a following for your brand so that people want to follow you and more importantly, recommend you, right? That's another thing. Oh my God, I got this email from John and it's great. I think you should sign up for his newsletter, sign up on Substack. You should read his blog, you know, uh, follow him like a cult leader or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> yeah, but uh, everything you have that you put out there is great. How can people find you if they want to consume some of your content? Well, they can find me on Substack at becomingtheexpert.substack.com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, John W. Hayes, or on Twitter, John underscore W underscore Hayes. And speaking of the term becoming the expert, it reminds me about a book, maybe? Yeah, yeah. That's um, <laughs> it's a while ago now. That was, that was my first book. I published it maybe five, six years ago, maybe longer. Time's flown over the past couple of years with, with the pandemic, but 
yeah, that's um, a book um, about content marketing, about social media marketing, um, about email marketing, basically um, about, um, you know, using your, your opinion to sell your products or services and to raise your profile um, as a thought leader. That book opened so many doors for me. You know, it was, uh, it was based on a, a blog post I wrote um, for the iContact blog, um, Believe in Yourself, You're a Thought Leader, um, which got so much traction, got so much, you know, so many comments and so many shares. Uh, I thought, I'm going to run with this. And um, that book professionally was the best thing I ever did. It's, it's taken me around the world more than once. I've spoken everywhere from San Diego, um, on the west coast of America to Istanbul in the far reaches of Eastern nice. Europe and everywhere in between about content marketing, email marketing, social media marketing and, and positioning yourself um, as, as an expert. So I'm saying if you have value, if you have expertise, you know, don't hide it under your bushel, put it out there because people will consume it, people will um, in, in, engage with it and, um, you know, it helped me build a business. Right. Yeah, my book, I was just thinking about writing one to help marketers and help businesses out and then hopefully get some speaking gigs because of it. And it's work. It's been a while for me. Uh, it's interesting is somebody I know in my network and have gotten to know very well has written a book about email marketing for nonprofits, sent me an advanced copy and I'm reading it now. Uh, once that comes out, I'll definitely let people know about it. But uh, for you, John, I'll throw some links in the show notes so people can find you. But it was great to catch up uh, in the morning for me, afternoon for you, because we are across the pond from each other. Um, and it was great to have you on the show. Hope to see you more and more as time goes on, especially once this pandemic is over, we can uh, maybe at some point find each other in the same country at some point and have a pint. Hey, that would be <laughs> wonderful. You know, I, I, I do um, a fair amount of work with a couple of organizations still in North Carolina. So I would love to head over to Raleigh and, um, grab a beer grab a coffee whatever you know and just um yeah chew the fat for a wee while yeah or if i can find an excuse to make it over the uk and we'll catch up there <laughs> yeah i think you've got more chance i think it's illegal for us to go to america at the moment yeah but, um, yeah <laughs> but, um, all right yeah. folks that wraps it up for this episode like I said, there'll be uh, links in the show notes. You can catch previous episodes at hankhoffmeyer.com slash Alexa. What's interesting is there's been a lot of residual listens to older episodes, which is what made me decide to record this episode. Uh, if you know anyone that should be or can be on the show, let me know. Otherwise, uh, hopefully this was informative or, and or valuable and you do share this out to your network to let people know about uh, the show being live again and to share John's expertise. Until then, cheers, y'all. Cheers. <laughs>